part one chapters five and six of perkins the faker a travesty on reincarnation by edward s van zyle this librivox recording is in the public domain when reginald was caroline chapter five suzanne's busy day births have brought us richness and variety and other births have brought us richness and variety walt whitman buttons the hall-boy was accustomed to sit where he could keep one ear on the phone in the library the other on the bell in the main entrance and both of them on the voice of jones the butler the library stifled me and the very sight of the telephone threatened me with nervous prostration tell buttons i said to suzanne to listen to the phone and if uh mr stevens calls me up again to let me know of it at once then come to me upstairs and suzanne say to buttons that if what was her name ah yes louise brings me up again to tell her i've got an attack of neuralgia in my ah astral body and that i'm writing to buddha to ask for his advice in the matter that'll shut her off for all day i imagine oui madame murmured suzanne wearily she was beginning to feel the effects of a great nervous strain as i reached the door of the library the effort to carry myself like a lady overcame my momentary infusion of energy suzanne i said it might be well for you to bring some cracked ice with you ask jones for it tell him i have a headache if he glares at you as i mounted the stairs slowly wondering how women manage to hold their skirts so that their limbs move freely a feeling of relief came over me it was pleasant to get away from the floor over which jones the phlegmatic and tyrannical presided i had lost all fear of suzanne but the butler chilled my blood if caroline and i failed to obtain a psychical exchange to-night jones must leave the house to-morrow suddenly i stood motionless in the upper hallway and laughed aloud nervously what would jones think could he learn that he had become unwittingly a horror in livery to a lost soul the absurdity of the reflection brought a ray of sunshine to my darkened spirit and i entered caroline's morning-room in a cheerful mood pardon me mrs stevens but i was told to wait for you here a pretty girl confronted me standing guard over a large pasteboard box that she had placed upon a chair you uh have something for me i asked coldly i was beginning to wonder where caroline's leisure came in your new ball dress mrs stevens you promised to try it on this morning you remember very well leave it then i'll get into it later on i've no doubt it'll fit me like a glove the girl stared at me for a moment then recovered herself and said madame bonari will be displeased with me mrs stevens if i do not return to her with the report that you find the dress satisfactory i may await your pleasure may i not madame bonari would discharge me if i went back to her now let me see the dress girl i muttered reluctantly to don a ball dress in full daylight to save a poor maiden from losing her situation was for me to make a greater sacrifice than this dressmaker's apprentice could realize the girl opened the box and i gazed awestruck at a garment that filled me with a strange kind of terror there was not a great deal of it it was not its size that frightened me it was the shape of the thing that was startling that'll do girl i exclaimed somewhat hysterically tell uh madame bonari that this uh polonaise is a howling success i can see at a glance that it was made for me and added under my breath to pay for the girl stood rooted to the spot gazing at me in mingled sorrow and amazement 
but oh mrs stevens she cried the tears coming into her eyes you will not dismiss me this way i will lose my place if you do i sank into a chair torn by conflicting emotions as a novelist would say of his distraught heroine do you want me to climb into that thing here and now i gasped if madame will be so kind murmured the girl imploringly with joy i now heard the tinkling of cracked ice against cut glass suzanne to my great relief entered the room suzanne i said courageously i will trouble you to talk me out in this ah uh, silk remnant have you got a kodak girl i asked playfully turning toward the astonished young dressmaker you're not a yellow reporter oh mrs stevens cried the girl deprecatingly glancing interrogatively at suzanne perhaps the cracked ice and my eccentric manner had aroused suspicions in her mind a moment later i found myself in caroline's dressing-room alone with suzanne who had recovered her spirits in the delight that her present task engendered madame's neck and arms are so beautiful she murmured in french pulling the skirt of the ball-dress a dainty affair made of mauve silk with a darker shade of velvet for trimmings into position ah such a wonderful hang it is worthy of paris madame don't stop to talk suzanne i grumbled this is indecent exposure of mistaken identity and i can't stand much of it so keep moving will you the corsage is a marvel madame exclaimed suzanne ecstatically it is girl i muttered glancing at myself in a mirror it feels like a cross between a modern life preserver and a medieval breastplate don't lace the thing so tight suzanne i've got to talk now and then suzanne was too busy to listen to my somewhat delirious comments it is a miracle she cried in french madame is a purple dream is she not madame will be a black and blue what is it before you know it i moaned does that girl outside there expect to have a look at uh, this ridiculous costume i asked testily madame is so strange to-day murmured suzanne wearily you are free to go now madame i clutched at the train that anchored me to my place of torture and moved clumsily toward the room in which the young dressmaker awaited me ah cried the girl as i broke upon her vision a creature of beauty but very far from graceful madame bonari will be overjoyed the dress is perfection is it not mrs stevens i've never seen such a fit it feels like a fit i remarked pantingly suzanne i called out desperately slip a few cogs in front here will you this is only a rehearsal you know if i must suffocate at the ball i'll school myself for the occasion but i refuse to be a pressed flower this morning thanks ah that's better it's like a quick recovery from pneumonia you may go girl give my compliments to madame ah, bonari and tell her i'm on the road to recovery good morning suzanne and i were alone a cocktail girl quick now do you think i wanted that ice as a musical instrument if i ever needed a stimulant suzanne i need one now make the dose stiff suzanne for i'm not as young as i was do you hear me hurry a rap at the door checked suzanne in full career we heard the strident voice of buttons in the hallway open the door suzanne i cried nervously bracing myself for another buffet from fate mr stevens is asking for mrs stevens on the phone 
i heard button say to suzanne he seems to be in a hurry too suzanne hastened back to me i know the worst girl say nothing i exclaimed petulantly i must go downstairs in this infernal ball dress and the ordeal before me filled me with consternation if jones should find me skulking around his domain in a decollete dress at this time of day the glance of his arrogant eyes would terrify me but there wasn't time for reflection nor alas for a cocktail caroline was calling vainly to me with my voice through an unresponsive telephone i must go to her at once doubtless she craved immediate advice regarding the manipulation of my margins why oh why had i jeopardized my fortune for the sake of quick returns when my legitimate business was sufficient for my needs i fly suzanne i cried as i stumbled toward the hall if anybody calls to ask if i'm engaged for the next dance tell em my card is full suzanne smiled and i wish i was i muttered to myself desperately as i looked down the staircase and wondered if it would be well to use my mauve train as a toboggan how i managed to reach the telephone i cannot say in the lower hall i caught a glimpse of joan's self-made face and just saved myself from coming a cropper to acquire a firm seat in a ball dress requires practice hello i shouted desperately through the phone is that you uh reginald jenkins is here i heard my voice saying at the other end of the line what'll i do with him send him to uh hoboken will you i returned in a shrill falsetto but you have the better of it my dear he's not a marker to jones what have you done with the specialties buying 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 cried caroline in a triumphant basso that froze my blood rogers gave me an inside tip as he calls it it was awfully nice of him wasn't it damn rogers i exclaimed good-bye cried caroline with righteous indignation and my attempt to call her back was futile my heart was heavy as i made my way slowly and clumsily from the library buttons as bad luck would have it had just opened the front door to a black-eyed long-haired little man who carried a roll of music under his arm as i hesitated hoping to make good my retreat to the library professor von gratz as he proved to be hurried toward me if he was amazed at my costume he managed to control his mobile face and musical voice oh madame i am so glad to see you are eager for the lesson he exclaimed bowing almost down to his knees we will have great music nichoir you will play the wonderful opus twenty-two beethoven the giant among the pygmies will open the gates of paradise to us it will be beautiful you are ready madame my bosom rose and fell with a conflict of emotions i felt an almost irresistible longing to throw this detestable little foreigner out of the house the sudden realization that my biceps etc were at my office cooled my ardor for action and i said presently marvelling at my own ingenuity i regret to say ah uh, professor that my doctor has put me upon a very slim musical diet he says that ah uh, beethoven is ruining my nerves but if you want to sing danny deaver come into the music-room i think i could manage to knock out the accompaniment von gratz stared at me in the most apparent agitation pulling at his horrid little black goatee with his left hand i will bid you good morgen madame he gasped bowing again 
when you are much better you will send for me nichoir good morgen the gates of paradise were not to be opened to the professor this morning on the contrary buttons to my great relief shut the front door behind the hurrying figure of the master pianist whose farewell glance of mingled astonishment and anger haunted me as i mounted the stairs suzanne i gasped as i tottered into the room in which the girl awaited my return suzanne unbuckle this chain armour will you it's breaking my heart ah that's better suzanne oh yes i'm going to a ball all right or rather you're going to bring me one at once chapter six verses and violets oh my brother's blooming yonder unto him the ancient pray that the hour of my transplanting he will not for long delay from the persian relieved of caroline's new ball-dress and having swallowed a cocktail i was horrified to find a feeling of almost irresistible drowsiness stealing over me suzanne i cried it is imperative that you keep me awake even if it becomes necessary for you to do the skirt dance to drive sleep from my eyelids not that i approved of these oriental vagaries far from it suzanne though i may at present come under that head myself but n'importe you might assert plausibly enough that all this is occidental in a certain sense i suppose that it is but great scott i sank back in an easy-chair startled by my own flippancy the uncanny inexplicable change that had made me what i was must not be revealed to suzanne was it not enough that i had already driven my maid to the very verge of hysteria and here i sat talking recklessly to keep awake and wearing my secret on my sleeve should suzanne learn the truth from my punning tongue her mind might become unhinged in that case another sudden transposition of identities might take place frightful possibility i must not yield to the inclination creeping over me to indulge in a short nap perhaps caroline's mail would revive me and just here i found myself confronted by a difficult problem in ethics despite the fact that my wife with a heartless disregard of my wishes in the matter had seized my letters captured my business office and assumed the full possession of all my business affairs great and small i could not forget that i still remained a gentleman that caroline had taken advantage of a psychical mischance to lay bare my inner life before her prying gaze could not excuse my surrender to a not unfounded but perhaps unwholesome curiosity suzanne i said presently and the girl stole softly to my side you spoke of a letter that you had received for me it is uh from uh yes madame answered suzanne eagerly but somewhat irrelevantly here it is madame it is from him i feel sure i gazed at the envelope with caroline's brilliant eyes but i was not thankful for my temporary perfection of face and form it came to me grimly that beauty may be a nuisance or even a curse i lacked the courage to open this note an unconventional perhaps lawless tribute to my wife's powers of fascination there was an air of spanish or italian intrigue about the whole affair that shocked me my imagination which had developed wonderfully since early morning likened myself and suzanne to juliet and her nurse oh romeo romeo wherefore art thou romeo i exclaimed somewhat wildly 
suzanne drew back from me nervously will you not read the note madame anon good nurse but if thou meanst not well i do beseech thee mon dieu gasped suzanne gazing at me awestruck but i was pitiless suzanne i said firmly glancing at the note in my hand the chirography upon which seemed familiar suzanne i am very beautiful am i not oui madame assented suzanne enthusiastically and i love my husband dearly do i not devotedly madame then surely suzanne i should not receive this epistle what did i do with his uh former notes i had made a most egregious blunder an expression of amazement came into the french maid's mobile face but madame this is the first one is it not i know of no others madame there was a gleam of suspicion in the girl's eyes it was evident that for a moment she suspected my dear caroline of a lack of straightforwardness impulsively i tore romeo's note into a dozen fragments there suzanne i cried in a triumphant treble my alibi is perfect who wrote this note i do not know what he had to say i do not care if you can get word to him girl tell him that if he comes prowling around my balcony again i'll have ah uh, reginald pull his nose for him ah bah romeo but madame murmured suzanne evidently pained by my flippant fickleness and fickle flippancy monsieur the writer of the note dines here to-night you know the deuce he does girl i cried impulsively making as if to pull my beard and bruising my spirit against new conditions who are our guests edgerton and his wife it can't be edgerton he's not a blooming idiot van tromp dear little van tromp it must be van tromp oh van tromp van tromp wherefore art thou romeo van tromp's the man eh suzanne caroline's maid was red and tearful madame is so strange this morning she complained it was mr van tromp's man who brought the note madame my soul waxed gay in caroline's bosom i warbled a snatch of song from gounod's faust suzanne i cried gather up the fragments of romeo's billet doux possibly his note is not what i supposed it was i'll read what the dear little boy has to say thank you suzanne i think i can put these pieces together in a way to extract the full flavour of anne romeo's sweet message what saith the youth ha ah, i have it my dear mrs stevens is it presumption upon my part to believe that you meant what you said to me at the cromptons dance at all events i have had the audacity to cherish your words in my heart of hearts i am sending you a few violets to-day if you do me the honour of wearing them at dinner to-night i shall know that there was a basis of earnestness underneath the words that were as honey to my soul listen to that suzanne i cried hysterically is it not worthy of a young poet i wonder what the dev what caro ah uh, i said to this ah uh, romeo here's richness suzanne i'll wear his flowers with a string to em eh we'll have a merry dinner suzanne i told jones to throw everything wide open i'll include young van tromp in the order he shall be my special care suzanne van tromp's mine oyster what think you suzanne should i not quaff a toast to the success of my little game 
madame i do not understand murmured the girl in french madame is feverish let me bathe madame's head and she may get a quieting nap if you could lose yourself only for an instant madame great jupiter suzanne will you get that idea out of your head i don't want to lose myself on the contrary but n'importe as we say when we're feverish you'll find some cigarettes in the bedroom girl bring em to me at once don't stare at me that way if i don't smoke i'll drink another cocktail and then what'll happen suzanne shuddered and hurried away presently i was blowing smoke into the air much to my own satisfaction and suzanne's ill-disguised amazement tobacco is quieting suzanne soothing cheerful it stimulates hope and calms the perturbed soul damn it what's that somebody's knocking suzanne see who it is if it's any one for me tell them that i won't draw cards this morning but may take a hand later on don't stand staring at me girl put a stop to that rapping at once mon dieu groaned suzanne as she crossed the room how much longer she could stand the strain of my eccentricities was becoming problematical presently she returned to me carrying a box of flowers romeo's violets i murmured rapturously tell me nurse did juliet mean what she said to romeo well rather i'll wear thy flowers little boy what's this another note smothered in violets listen suzanne romeo has dropped into poetry listen go purple blossoms the glory of spring gladden her eyes with thy velvety hue what are the words of the song that i sing they came to my heart as the dew came to you my love is a flower my song is its scent let it speak to her soul in the violet's breath and my spirit with thee by a miracle blent shall drink deep of life of love unto death take these away suzanne take them away i cried in a panic haven't i had enough of this theosophical transmigration idiocy for one day take them away by a miracle blent confound the boy if i got into that little van tromp's body through these infernal flowers i could never hold up my head again what's that suzanne yes keep them fresh give them water but don't let me get near them again until i've got my courage back perhaps i'll dare to wear them to-night i can't say yet i needed rest reclining in my chair i idly watched suzanne as she moved restlessly about the room trying to quiet her excitement by action suzanne i cried softening toward the maid don't look so sad all will come all right in the end brace up girl while there's life there's hope do i look sad madame i am very sorry i will try to be more cheerful for madame's sake but if madame could put herself into my place for a moment there you go again suzanne i exclaimed testily we'll change the subject girl what next i think it might be well for madame to dress for luncheon suggested suzanne nervously it was evident that she had begun to lose confidence in my intervals of calm let me think suzanne somebody lunches with me who is it oh yes mrs taunton and now i think of it suzanne mrs taunton is little van tromp's sister that's the reason i never liked her i suppose 
but madame and mrs taunton seem to be such good friends remarked suzanne in french moving about in a way that filled me with foreboding it was evident that she contemplated changing my costume at once appearances are often deceptive suzanne i remarked feelingly lighting a fresh cigarette somewhat clumsily what are you up to now girl madame must look her best at luncheon remarked suzanne professionally mrs taunton has such exquisite taste i was not pleased at suzanne's remark mrs taunton an avowed admirer of caroline had never disguised the fact that she considered me a nonentity but fate had vouchsafed to me a great opportunity for proving to mrs taunton that i was not altogether insignificant disguised in caroline's outward seeming i might readily avenge myself for mrs taunton's persistent indifference to my good points little van tromp had placed a double-edged weapon in my hand suzanne i said gazing grimly at the dress that she had laid out for me before you go further with my toilet i wish you would make a copy of these verses for me you write english do you not suzanne glanced at me inquisitively madame knows well that i do she remarked mournfully but the trembling of her slender hand as she grasped van tromp's screed to do my bidding augured ill for the copy that she would make of his verses End of chapters five and six of part one